Pay big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big in all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Themselves or their supporters. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, so am I here? Yep, you're there. Okay, you can hear me? Yeah, am I here? I, I think you are. Cool. I, we, were, we were just off the air trying to make sure that I was connected, and you could hear me okay, because we usually have a chance to talk, and I didn't hear you at all, so I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear the station or you anything. But anyway, all right. So away we go. There is Barack Obama from last night. Another night, another infomercial where they talked very little about the product, which is Joe Biden, and that was Barack Obama telling you once again how much you suck. And uh, what you did for eight years, you suck. You suck a lot. And so that's what we got last night. And isn't it funny, Barack Obama talking about how uh, Donald Trump is enriching himself and his friends? <laughs> um, <laughs> how? How is he doing that? He gives away his salary. He doesn't. How is he, how is he enriching himself? Well, there's no I, bigger I, abuser of the of the office than Barack Obama. <laughs> I, you know, he spoke for almost 15 minutes, and I remember very little of it. In fact, I I, I watched, you know, all the people speak last night. God, it was long. <laughs> I, I I don't remember any of it. I remember very little. I, I've actually trained myself over the years as a writer. This is why I don't go on the air with a lot of notes, to just remember things that stick out of my mind. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's, file that one away. Oh, I, she said something really interesting there. File that one away. There's nothing from last night. Nothing anybody said last night was memorable in any way, shape, or form that I can think of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was the same old Obama. You're right. We suck. <laughs> Trump sucks. You know, that was it. Kamala, I, I don't, Kamala, uh, she was the last one, and I only made it, I made it through about half of her speech, and I had to turn out the lights and go to sleep because I was just, mm. I was nodding off. But I don't yeah. remember it. There was nothing of any value. Elizabeth Warren, there was nothing, there was no content, there was nothing of any value that was said whatsoever yesterday at all. Yeah. Well, what we're getting all week in this infomercial is a week of MSNBC panelists, right? And these panelists yeah. are just telling us how evil and ugly and how terrible we are and how it's it's the fault of the American people that we got Donald Trump. Actually, Donald Trump was right when he said, it's Obama's fault that I'm here. He said, I wouldn't even run had Obama done a good job. I was happy with right. my prior life. This this was not a dream of of, of Trump. This was not a dream right. of his. Right. No, uh, he he felt all. like he had to do it because of what Obama was doing to the country. And and here's the thing that that, that interested me. And I did make a note about this. The DNC all week is, and particularly last night, showcasing establishment liberals' old faces. Young liberals have always said, going back to the '60s, they're proud of being anti 
establishment. Well, they're getting nothing but establishment liberals all week. Oh, yeah. And Donald Trump <laughs> is the anti-establishment. He's the, he's, he's the ultimate outsider. He should appeal. Donald Trump should appeal to these young liberals who say, I don't want to vote for another politician. But yet, who are they going to vote for? A guy who's been doing it 50 years. 50 years. It, it doesn't, it, it, that's, it, that, that, that thing about, you know, well, I'm going to vote for the anti-establishment person is, is such a bunch of crap because they really? always vote Democrat. They, it doesn't matter who mm. the Democrat is, they vote for the Democrat. You know, it is such a load of crap. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump really is the kind of a guy that old school liberals should love. He's anti-establishment. I mean, if you're a Trump supporter right now, you're the, you're the new counterculture. We're the counterculture. We're the rebels. Okay? We're anti-establishment. Uh, we're anti-status quo. Because everything you saw yesterday, yeah, establishment Democrats... Uh, uh, all singing the same tune, which is, you know, Donald Trump is a racist and he's horrible and you're horrible if you voted for him. Uh, Donald Trump is, is the rebel. He's, he's the wild card. And you'd think, you know, a, a, a truly, actually intellectual liberal uh, progressive would, would think highly of him, but yet they hate his guts because they're told to. <laughs> and Hillary is Hillary's still bitter. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, she needs a therapist. Oh, she just needs some help. She needs an intervention. She just is not letting it go. She will not ever let that go. It was pathetic to watch. Pathetic. Again, nothing memorable came out of her speech at all, either. Nothing. Do you think she ever gets tired of hearing herself say it? Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently she must enjoy hearing herself say it because she says it all the time. She doesn't let it go. I mean, it's where he's almost through his first term, and she's, she could have said anything. She could have come out yesterday with any kind of message she wanted to come out with, and people would have listened, at least people that like her for whatever reasons. And it was just the same bitter crap. Just it's the same bitter crap. And, oh, he's, he's not going to accept the results of this election and all that stuff. It, it, it's, again, entirely forgettable uh they are really just doing everything possible to reelect donald trump and and good on them you know <laughs> well there's something to be said for that because he's been a great fundraiser for them and oh, yeah. so he's been you know uh, just like obama sold more guns than anybody else in the history of our country uh they need donald trump just like we've said about cnn admits inside of cnn they need donald trump for their ratings well, you know, uh, the Democrat Party needs Donald Trump so they can send out. They got. They have to have a villain so they can send out their fundraising letters. <laughs> if they, they don't, don't have a villain, they, how are they right. going to raise money? What are they going to raise they, money off they of? They have no vision. They have no plan to to uh, sell for for donations. Say this is what we're going to do. This yeah. is why you should donate to us. They don't have anything like that. Donald Trump is their only fundraiser, really. If you think about right. it, that's funny. Right. So, so they, they really, I mean, they, they may be throwing this thing just so that they can, for the next four years, raise some more money and run somebody else. Maybe Kamala runs in four years after she's had some national exposure this year. One thing I've noticed about this uh, week, and I, I am, I'm watching the whole thing, and I am taking notes. I got the whole thing, because I do, I have to be the guy that takes notes, because I just, I have to. I, you and I are different right. in that. I, I have to have, I have to at least write down a thought, right, so that I, right. I, I have a thought. And that's how I preach my sermons. When I preach at churches, I just write down a thought, and I go with that, you know, and I right. go back to the Bible. But so, I, you know, I, I've been noticing this this week. They are talking very little about their product, which is Joe Biden. They're doing these infomercials. <laughs> and... 
I, I, I've known Joe Fowler, the king of the king of infomercials, since I was ten years old, right. and he's really good at it. He's the guy you see on late night television selling the new slicer dicer or the new cooker, you know, and all that stuff. But they always focus on the product, the whole infomercial. They're spending very little time talking about their product, which is Joe Biden. Very little. In fifteen minutes last night, Obama talked about him less than five. It was like three and a half minutes. He mentioned Joe Biden seriously. They don't want to remind people that he is the product. They're trying to downplay him as much as possible. It's weird. It's his convention, and they're trying to downplay him and not mention him at all if they can. It's weird, man. You know, I ask on my show every day, and I rarely get calls, and maybe we'll try it here, and maybe somebody will call, but it's like if you are a Democrat and you are planning to vote Democrat, are you feeling good about what you're seeing this week? And if so... What drugs are you on? I don't know how anybody casts a vote for him and feels good about it. Uh, again, their own con- his own convention is downplaying him, you know, as if not to remind people. They're trying to remind people of the good old days with Obama and Clinton, uh, but at the same time, they're not talking about the good old days to come when Joe Biden gets in office, just that he's going to fix all these problems and that's it. I mean, uh, Wow. <laughs> It's weird to watch, isn't it? Well, yeah, and they're not saying how they're going to fix it. They're no. not talking about any concrete plans. Now, they did come out against guns last night. We'll break that down. But uh, they did say, you know, we're going to we're going to take your guns away, essentially, uh, is what they said last night. The other thing that is very interesting, too, is this question about uh, Joe's clear cognitive decline continues coming up. Now, he's going to speak tonight, and they will, you know, they'll jack him up, they'll prop him up, and they'll have the teleprompters running really slowly. They'll run the teleprompters slowly, (laughs) but they'll have them running, and and they'll tell him, you know, stick with this, Joe, and they'll prop him up. You know what I'm saying? He'll look okay. Mm. They're not, he's not going to do any extemporaneous speaking. And she, he's not going to walk away from the podium. That's not going to happen tonight. So he'll get through it. I'm sure he will get through it. But here's something that happened yesterday that shows clearly his cognitive decline. The uh, media is beginning to ask questions now about it. And I'm talking about Joe Biden-friendly media, the kind of media he could appear on, and they would treat him with kid gloves, and they would love him, and it would be okay. They're not going to throw any hard questions at him. But they won't even put him on that to answer those questions. The Today Show yesterday asked that question, and they, meaning the DNC and the Biden campaign, puts his wife Jill on television to say, no, his brain is fine. He's doing okay. He talks to governors all day long on the phone, all these people that want him to be president. He works until 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night every single day. He's doing great. So what I'm thinking about this after I saw it is that if I'm in charge of the DNC or the Biden campaign and he really is okay, he doesn't have any cognitive decline, if that's the case, I'm going to put him on every television I can. I'm going to put him on every network I can to answer every... Even the hard networks, even the hard questions, even the anti-Biden networks that would ask hard, I would have him out there because I want to prove that his brain is functioning. And the fact that they won't do that says to me his brain's not functioning. His brain's not functioning. <laughs> That's why they, they, they've got him hidden a little. they got him hidden away. You know, uh, you, you know they're they doing some serious day drinking today, worried about tonight when he gets in front of that TV camera. <laughs> they're hitting the booze early because you know... You, Obama <laughs> said it himself. As far as what we're being told, never underestimate Joe's you know capacity for blanking things up. Mm-hmm. He can still get in front of a TV camera. He can still have a teleprompter. 
Mm-hmm. But he can still screw it up unless it's pre. I mean, I, I guess maybe it's pre-taped and they're editing out whatever weirdness tumbles out of his mouth that's not scripted. But you know, th- this has been a weird week, man, and, and I'm glad it's almost over. <laughs> to be honest with you, this has been yeah. a nightly dirge. You know, I mean, I had Billie Eilish nightmares last night. You know that she was gouging my eyes out with a spoon. You know, I, I just that that that, that Billie Eilish boy. You, if you want to light somebody's fire and get somebody uh, motivated, boy, drag that chick out, man. Even she, she is such a bummer. They're all such a bummer. This whole week has been such a bummer, man. Are these people not happy at all? Do they, <laughs> they never feel the sunlight on their face. Well, you what know, a miserable uh, display. This I'm not going to take my voting cues off of an 18 year old with green hair. So just not. That's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, do some living first, hon. Then we'll young talk. Young people, young people. Yeah. yeah, well, that too. And secondly, young people, your music really does suck. It's it not really because is we're bad. old. It's yeah. just, it sucks. Bad. It really does. All right. Uh, more of Warren Ryman coming up after the break. Uh, BG products for your vehicle, whatever it is you drive. BG is there for you every single day. Next time you have the oil change, is it time to do that? Okay, hadn't done that in a while. Need new oil in the car? Well, while you are there, just tell whoever's changing the oil to do the BG service. BG products work inside the crankcase to give you maximum protection, helping to lower the temperatures inside because it lowers the friction inside the engine. And so the temperatures come down and the parts and pieces last longer, less wear and tear on your engine. Same thing is true on the top side of the engine when they do the the uh, gas treatment, the, the fuel additive treatment that they can do for you, cleans out the lines, cleans off the valves so they're not sticking and operating better, and you get the best performance that you're ever going to get when you're using BG products at bgfindashop.com. Thursday, August 20th, lower humidity. It feels great outside. Today, 101. Tomorrow and Saturday, 90. Thanks. Ask pharmacist for details. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. It's wrong that billionaires got $400 billion richer during the pandemic while millions lost their $600 a week in extra unemployment. Uh, whoa, whoa, babe. Hey, whoa, 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 up on that one right there. How about the Clinton Foundation that made... Millions upon millions upon millions when you were Secretary of State from countries who gave the Clinton Foundation money and apparently they were funneling it through there uh, so that the country got attention from the federal government. Yeah, I can't. I just can't listen to her. I mean, I, I, I can't. I can't. Nothing that comes out of her mouth is valid in any way, shape, or form. She's an absolute scumbag. She's ooze. She's an ooze, Trey. And so I, I listening to her prattle on uh, about you know Trump and and how he's not going to do this and you know and it, it. She is just embarrassing at this point. She is still so bitter about not being the president but this is this, these are the these are the rock stars of their movement she's revered <laughs> you and i listen to her and we want to barf but she is revered amongst those people that rabble uh just like elizabeth warren they pull out elizabeth wheeled out elizabeth warren last night and and i cannot there this woman's career her entire career is an act of cultural appropriation she lied about her ethnicity to further her career, both uh, scholastically and politically. And she's beloved. They they revere her as well. 
you know, I, I, it, it's this. It, that's what's so depressing about this entire week is watching these folks, and you know they're full of crap. You know they're lying, absolutely lying about everything they're saying, and yet they're revered by their own support base. It, it's bizarre to me. Because hmm. aren't they supposed to be? Really... They're supposed to be the side of the room that's intelligent and well educated, and yet they are taken in by the by the by such obvious scam artists. It's weird. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Let's open up the phones, 210-599-5555. Bringing it back local now, let's talk a little bit about what's happening today in San Antonio. At 9 o'clock this morning, there's going to be a council vote about racism and public health. And I understand that it's going to be on your show. The, the vote's going to be on your yeah. show live, I believe. If we can bring it live, we will. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I we've talked about this. I mean, it, it, this is all part of the same playbook <laughs> if you can establish racism as a public health issue there's all kinds of things uh, that you can do uh i guess politically uh for out of city hall uh, with that designation that they're going to do so i mean how do you feel about it I, I think it's a it's a total scam well of course it is um and it's a way for them to funnel money to certain special interest groups that will uh they can then turn around and get them to walk the blocks and get them to vote that's exactly what the plan is and so uh when you call racism a public health issue it's a farce that, that that's absolutely uh fake news it is not a, a public health issue uh it's stupidity and it is a way for them and the, the mayor has already said this the mayor wants to take money wants to defund the police to a certain degree and take money and buy food and buy housing for people because racism is a public health issue he thinks that the way to deal with crime is to uh buy people food buy people a house give people health care and then people won't go out and they won't rob because they won't need to because they got health care and they got food and they got a house why else would they want to rob anybody and shoot anybody but the fact of the matter is when you when, when you do that for people that frees them up to go out and commit more crime you got to have people working working keeps them busy and second of all when they're working for something they take more pride and ownership on that 210-599-5555 also tonight sapd there is going to be a uh, marching to the courthouse ending back at SAPD. A defund the police march is happening tonight. We'll open up the phones. Mark on line one. Go right ahead. You're on KTSA, Mark. Hello. Hey, Craig. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Hello, Go right hey. ahead. What are your thoughts? Hey, yes, no, yes. No, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm driving right now. But hey, real That's quick. Okay. Uh, uh, good morning to you and Sean. Hey, real hey. quick. Uh, I was talking to my uh, fiance last night. I said, uh, you know what? I came down from making this much money, and now I'm making this. And now these Democrats, as forever, forever, they want to go and supply them with all this and that. And I done told her, I says, you know what? I says, uh, man, you know what I'm going to do this weekend? I said, if I get a lot of my supporters, whatever, or not, because I'm not on social media. I said, but you know what? I'm going to, on a big old post board, I'm going to go down to City Hall. This coming Saturday in the morning, and I'm going to go and say, I'm going to put right there on that big old uh, construction board, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? Uh, That's so, a good thing uh, to put on there. Thank you very much for the call, Mark. We appreciate it. <laughs> 
You all right? You a bit of a long walk there. It's like, okay, get to it, man. Get to it. Get to it. <laughs> what are you going to put on the board? You know what? Um, He's going to put you know what on the poster board. Tonight, it's Cory Booker, <laughs> Andrew Yang, Gavin Newsom, Keisha Lance Bottoms, Pete Buttigieg, Tammy Baldwin, Tammy Duckworth, Chris Coons, the Biden family, and Joe Biden all tonight on the DNC final <laughs> night of the convention. I feel like Ed McMahon or something. Tonight, You're the, Cory Booker. Andrew that, Yang. Most, if they had an announcer like that, that'd be the most exciting thing about the entire event. <laughs> the Biden you know, family. The Biden family. <laughs> <laughs> it's a laugh a minute wacky fest coming up with the uh, Biden family. You won't believe yeah. what zany antics uh, ensue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I just hope like, they get it through. Like, we, I hope we get through it all before the Z-Quill kicks in, you know, which is... Uh, so... <laughs> Also tonight, they are uh, sending out special teams around San Antonio to make sure you're minding the mayor. We'll take a break for the news. We'll talk about that when we get back. Take more of your calls, 210-599-5555. Bringing America back. Get what you need to know at KTSA.com. We're at an inflection point. The constant chaos leaves us adrift. The incompetence makes us feel afraid. The callousness makes us feel alone. Uh, and you get to listen for that. You listen to that for the next two months. Hallelujah. Uh, Aren't you glad? That's going to be a real pump up right there. But that inspires you to be a great American and then know that all the constant callousness, you suck. You suck. No, I'm You're just awful. a drift, man. I'm just drifting. I'm a drift. Yep. I'm so evil. You're a drifter. Racist. I'm, I'm a drift. Yep. That's Again, right. I don't remember a single interesting thing she said. I don't remember none anything. of them. No, it, it was not. It was uh-uh. dull. Dull. I mean, apart from hey, the man. fact that they're largely negative and depressing as hell, it's yeah. also been extraordinarily dull. This but has been listen, a dull fest. They got Gavin Newsom tonight, so that's going to oh, be good. Boy. That's going to be fired up time. Let's see. Cory Booker, Andrew Yang, Gavin, Gavin Newsom, Keisha Lance Bottoms, Pete Buttigieg, uh, Tammy Baldwin, oh, Dammy Duckworth, Chris Coons, the Biden family, and Joe Biden all tonight on the DNC telethon. So thank you, President Trump. He made an additional 2.3 million acres available for hunting and fishing yesterday. See? <laughs> They sit there and they just do these mentals, you know what I'm talking about, games that they're playing. And he's out there getting stuff done. Yeah, you want to go hunt a fish on federal land? Go ahead. You want to go kill an elk? Have at it. Yeah, it's he's fine. still it's doing right his way. job, man. He's still going to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> they just, you want to shoot a bear? Go ahead. Shoot, shoot the bear. bear. I don't care. Go Look, shoot have a at bar. it. <laughs> you know, and they're yeah. over there just <laughs> playing it's, a, it's, what, you know. It's very <laughs> surreal. It is very surreal. This whole week has been very surreal. But it's okay because Cher's going to volunteer at the post office in the same election. So, you know, it's okay. Cher's got this. Because, you know, you you Donald sure Trump, that, right? he's trying to destroy the post office, you know, right. before the election because that's – he knows that when people do a mail-in vote, they'll they'll vote against him. And so he's trying to, des- to destroy the U.S. Postal Service single-handedly yeah. because right. that will prevent people from mail – you know, doing a mail-in ballot. And, and Cher's going to volunteer – uh, she was tweeting last night, you know, does anybody know if I can volunteer at the local post office? <laughs> so she she calls a post office and says, hi, I'm Cher. I mean, literally, hi, yep. I'm Cher. I'd like to volunteer. Can I help you? Right. And they're like, um, no, you kind of need a background check. <laughs> you, need, you need all this other stuff. Which to she's not going to submit to. 
She's not submitting you can't that. Can't just show up and start handing out stamps and handling yeah. mail. Right. If all of us celebrities would just volunteer at the post office, we could well, change the world. Now, here's the deal with the post office. <laughs> what do you do when you have something that has outlived its youthful, usefulness? Let's, let's just say, for an example, you got a car, and every time you turn around, you have to take that car to your mechanic, and eventually you're going to realize, you know, there's no sense in throwing good money after bad. It's time to go ahead and get a new car. Right? Am I right about right, that? Right, right. That's that's the post office. Yeah, it's 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 a little out of date, you know. I mean, it still has a way out of date. They still handle a certain volume of mail every day, but you know, it's, Why it's throw not good the money primary. It's not the primary way in which people. It's not the future. Get stuff to each other, and it's certainly not get the this. Future. The party of the future, right? The Democrats say they're the progressive party of the future. Is demanding more money, twenty-five billion dollars, twenty-five billion, to be thrown at something that's centuries old. Um, that's not the future. If you're going to invest in communication for the future, invest in texting and email and things like that. That's the communication of the future. Not these people that are driving around in trucks, handing, putting paper in a box that you that you find laying around at the, uh, on the ground up there. I don't. I don't see. Uh, Rand Paul said, "Don't give them any money until they reform." I say, "Don't give them any money." Period. They don't need. Look, we got to be thinking about the. Future future and where we're going not where we've been and if we're going to think about where we're going it's not the it's not the u.s postal service sorry well and, and let's face it none of these people gave two craps about the post office prior to donald trump saying mail-in balloting is a bad idea because people can cheat where are these people these people didn't care the post office has been on the downslide for a long time these people didn't care about the post office prior to all this now it's all about saving the postal service. You know, it, 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 it's a bunch of crap. If Donald Trump said, "Yeah, wow, let's do a mail-in vote," it'd be great. You know, they'd say, "Oh, the post office is evil and racist, and he's trying to cheat that way." You know, it's 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 they're so obvious, they're so transparent in in all of this. So now they got to save the U.S. Postal Service to save the vote and save democracy. So you know, if you're a multi-millionaire celebrity like Cher, you know. Get out there and volunteer at your local post office and save. Well, the here's post the deal: office. save and, the and post office. Rand Rand Paul brought this up. Um, does it make any sense to continue to spend money on something? And let's put the politics aside for a minute. Does it make any sense, just economically, to spend money on something that's a has been? When 80% of your cost is labor. Now, anybody can tell you that if 80%, anybody who's been in business, and that's the problem with these people, they've never been in business, but if 80% is your labor cost, you can't survive in business that way. Sorry, you cannot survive if 80% is your labor cost. You have to cut labor costs. And that's where the post office is. They cannot compete against Amazon, UPS, DHL, and all these others. No, uh-uh. When 80% of their cost is labor costs. So why are we going to put more, throw more good money after bad? That's like giving $25 billion to go out and buy a bunch of fax machines. Oh, I'm going to gamble on the fax machine, baby, because that's a communication of the future. Let's let's go buy $25 billion worth of fax machines. Makes no sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. Well, again, it, 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 you know, it's, it's all about the election and, and their obsession with the mail-in ballot. That's the only reason they give a crap about the post office. And you're right; it's 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 outdated. It's it's an old model. You know, it's a VHS player. <laughs> you know, it's a beta. Actually, it's a beta machine. You know, it's not even a right. VHS. Right. You know, we still we still have it. It still gets your <laughs> mail to where it has to go. 
but increasingly, you know, you don't use it. You know what I mean? If you don't, I, I use it for very little at this point. Uh, very little. I go once a week now to the post, to the to the mailbox. I used to go every day, but now once a week. And usually, right. when I get there once a week, it's just junk waiting for me. But you know, I just thought about it. Maybe maybe a term that these young progressives will understand. It's pong. It's, it's what it pong. is. Uh, the post office is pong. <laughs> Do they even know what that is at this point? At this no, point. probably not. Yeah, they probably know. Yeah, what it's is. a little. It's a little. I mean, look, your your average twenty two year old doesn't even know how to put a stamp on an envelope. You know what I mean? They, Let's they see. They, they don't even know the how to do office, that. The post office. The post office. I don't think anyone have ever phone. mailed a thing in their lives, man. They don't know how to mail stuff. The post office is a hard wire phone hanging on the wall. That's How's what that? it is. It's a landline. Kids. It's a landline. <laughs> it's a landline hanging on the you wall. Know, like a grandmother has. Yeah, it's a landline. <laughs> yeah, that's what but it is. That's what it. the post office. But we got to save the post office because Donald Trump's trying to destroy it so he can cheat through the vote. You know, it's like, oh, have, you, have you ever seen that that uh, video where they have the kids and they have the rotary dial phone? They put the rotary dial phone on them right. and they say, use figure this out. And they don't even know to pick the receiver up. They don't even know how to do that. It's like... They, they're looking at it, trying to figure it out. That's the post office. It's a rotary dial phone. It's the, that's, that's it. it. That's, 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 that's it. what it is. So that's it. Put a little All perspective right. for you. Put, put it in a little even, perspective. Right. We didn't talk about Michael Keaton, which we'll get to here in a little bit. But I also want to talk about these uh, uh, these crews that San Antonio is going to send out to, no. tonight uh, going to different places to check in. And we'll talk about, again, with you at 210-599-5555. Do you believe that racism is a public health crisis in San Antonio? And should we be spending money? Are we? Is San Antonio a racist city? Is it all a bunch of racists in San Antonio? Defund the police march tonight. What do you think about all that? Is San Antonio a racist city and it's a public health crisis here? 210-599-5555. Traffic and access. Office Depot. For close to four years now, he has shown no interest in putting in the work. No interest in finding common ground. No interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends. Coming from the guy who spent his entire presidency filling out ESPN uh, brackets for basketball and finding common ground, you're going to lecture somebody on finding... Barack Hussein Obama is going to lecture somebody on finding common ground? Give me a break. Again, I don't know who's who this guy is they're describing. I, it ain't Donald Trump. He's enriching himself and his friends. How? <laughs> I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing him giving away a lot of money, but I don't see him somehow enriching himself and his friends. That's a complete lie. Just like everything else, you know. Again, I, I they, the the president they're describing better describes themselves uh, than than anybody else. And we've been saying that for a while. You know, they say he's a racist, and yet you know, you look at Obama, and I'm sorry, that guy's one of the most racist presidents we've ever had in this country. Absolutely. Uh, was a racist, is a racist, conducted himself as president as a racist, if you remember, uh, constantly using his skin color to deflect criticism, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and making everything about the racial divide, us against them, white versus black, rich versus poor. So, you know, hearing Obama prattle on like that, yeah, and he only talked about, he, spent, he talked about 15 minutes, only spent about five minutes of that talking about Joe Biden. Isn't that strange? Mm-hmm. 
Don't want to talk about him. All right. Let's go to the calls, and we'll go quickly through these phone calls. Line one is Jeff. You're on KTSA. Go right ahead, Jeff. Yes, sir. You're talking about the racism of San Antonio. I don't see it. Yeah. I grew up in a small town in East Texas called Vider, Texas. That is probably one of the most racist towns. KKK standing on the corner recruiting in the middle of the afternoon. I don't see that out here. Uh, that's because it doesn't exist. It's it's not here, Jeff. And and for them to claim that it is a a public health crisis is their way of being able to defund police and funnel money to the movement. Thank you for the call. Line three is Andreas. You're on KTSA. Andreas, go right ahead. Yeah, I work for a Chinese boss, and I have Mexican employees. I have Indian employees. I have Indian engineers, Asian engineers. I'm white. We have also. Uh, black employees from africa we have german employees we have swedish employees people from all over the world working at this company and i have not seen it at all and plus military town usa really you'd think that yeah, right first exactly place. yeah precisely uh thank you andreas line four jay you're on ktsa go jay yeah hi i just say uh to revisit the usps mail-in ballot thing um what's what's to say that people just can't you know, register FedEx or uh, ballots in, just totally avoid the USPS. Yeah, uh, the, the best way to do this, and thank you, Jay, appreciate it, is go stand in line and uh, cast your vote because masks fix everything. Uh, line two, Devin, go right ahead, Devin, quickly. Yeah, uh, tourism is the uh, number one thing that runs uh, San Antonio, right? right? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so is the mayor saying, don't come here because it's racist? <laughs> He's saying that in a lot of different ways. <laughs> don't come here, it's right. <laughs> you know, Thank he's you not exactly it. bringing people into San Antonio, is he? <laughs> wow. Um, you know, I, I'll give you another example. They're sending out these special teams led by San Antonio Code Enforcement tonight, City of San Antonio Development right. Services' Michael Shannon says the team consists of about a dozen people deployed to restaurants and bars and other places nightly. The code enforcement team's purpose is to seek out violators, those who are violating the mayor's policy concerning what they can and cannot do. He said that uh, there are those who are not uh, complying. We need to go out. We need to find those. And we need to find them after we find them. We need to find them. And in some cases, we need to shut them down. A couple of quick points on that. Liberty says go live your life and deal with the consequences. Go live your life. Go on. Go on. Go, on. go, on. go live your life. Fascists shut you down. Fascists send out teams to shut you down. Fascists eventually ship you off on rail cars. In China and Australia, they come to your business with teams, and they go to your home teams, and they come inside your home now without warrants. You can read about this. They're doing it in China. But the people in China, the people who are alive in China now, that's all they've ever known because previous generations didn't stand up to the government. In Australia, they are breaking car windows and yanking people out of cars who aren't wearing their masks in the cars. And the same thing at homes. They're going into people's homes with these teams. This, though, this, what they're doing in San Antonio, is how it started. That's how well, all that began. you know, and, and, and I, certainly Nuremberg would like that level of control here. You know he would. Uh, That's how it started. He's, he's chomping at the bit. That's how he started. That's how, how it starts. 
you know what we ought to do is we ought to put together a squad to like follow the squads. You know, like let's put together a team of secret investigators that will investigate the investigators and track their movements through town, find out who they are, and follow them around and make sure they're in compliance and make sure they're doing their job. You know, I mean, this is creepy stuff, man. He's sending out teams of people. Teams. Yep. We have teams right. of people that are. I, I assume every member of the team is getting a, a taxpayer-funded salary of some kind. Of course. How they much are. Are the team's making? You know, how, how much does the team leader make? Who's That's what I want to bra- know. Who's buying those brown shirts for him? Who's buying the brown shirts for him with the starch? You know what I mean? Uh, it, it is creepy. Uh, yeah, again, you know, it is my belief that had we just gone about our business when this thing first happened, we'd be behind. This thing would be behind us already. Uh, but again, it's an opportunity to uh, to expand the reach of the government. Certainly, Nuremberg's about that here. Teams I don't want to hear investigators. That's great. I don't hear any of them say that Trump's a fascist. Okay, he has <laughs> <Right>. never. <laughs> He's never deployed a team to go to these businesses to shut businesses down. Never. That's exactly what these guys are doing. Gavin Newsom's doing it in California. Ron Nirenberg is doing it here. The real fascists are the ones who send teams to shut you down. Liberty loving people say, live your life and you'll have, you'll have to, now you'll have to deal with the consequences of living your life. You know, liberty and freedom is dangerous, man. It's not safe. Never was meant to be safe. Well, it's because inherently in the, the whole concept of liberty involves personal choice. So uh, if in this town you want to have a bar and you don't want to have to require people to wear masks, well, then if people uh, don't feel safe going to your bar, they won't go to your bar. But it should Correct. be your choice. This guy down the street may be requiring people to wear masks. Maybe more people will go there. But leave it up to the people and the business owners. But that's it's too late for that now. Yeah, that's right. That horse has left the barn. More wear and rhyme coming up, KTSA. They're dead. They yeah, got. They have got to. Yeah, they got to get the Klasic. They, they got to get Klasic out of Baltimore. Bring her in. Set her on yeah. fire. Let her rock. Uh, they have got to. They got to bring their young rock stars along, and put them up there and let them do their thing. I, you know, I, I was watching McCarthy for a little bit overnight. He said that they're going to be focusing on everyday people, which I think could be a cool thing. People, right. uh, you know. Man on the street stuff. That would right. be cool. Rather than these retreads that the Democrats have been feeding all week. Listen, I, as much as I dislike their politics, I think they put on a great convention and they ought to do this every four years. The Democrats. <laughs> it would ensure they'll never win another, pre- they'll never have another president in the Oval Office. You guys have done do this great. crap every for four years, man. <laughs> have you seen mm-hmm. the ra- Every night the ratings are going, are lower and lower and lower and lower. Pretty soon all three nights they've been on, it's gone down, you know? What's that? Pretty soon they're going to get down there with basketball. (laughs) You know, eventually, uh, yeah, Major League Baseball is going to overtake them by the time (laughs) Biden takes the stage or goes in front of the camera tonight. There'll be three guys watching, and one of them will be Billie Eilish. You know, that's it. There won't be anybody left by the time Biden. Maybe that's what they're hoping for. Maybe they tried to bore people to the extent that by the time Biden actually goes in front of the camera tonight, nobody's watching. So they don't have to worry if he screws it up because there won't be anybody seeing it except for Cher. <laughs> she won't watch. She's, she's too busy sorting mail, man. Come oh, on. that's right. That's right. She's, yeah. she's 
volunteering at the post office. You know what she's going to be doing? Um, shaky Shoes from Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok was the guy who was having the affair with Lisa Page, and they had the insurance policy and that whole thing, right? And the insurance policy was, uh, we're going to pull off coup against Donald Trump. That, that was a basic insurance policy, right? right this is going to be right. a political coup. We're going to get him out of office. And uh, it didn't work, obviously. But now that people are actually pleading guilty, Peter Strzok is scared spitless right now. Uh, today marks the uh, corrupt transformation, he says, of our criminal justice system from a tool to absolve Trump's allies of wrongdoing into a bludgeon against his enemies. The issue isn't the underlying acts. The corruption is the disparate uh, treatment of them. That's Peter Strzok yesterday. Basically what he was commenting on was former FBI agent Kevin Kleinsmith admitting that during the 2016 FBI crossfire operation, uh, he altered an email from CIA investigators used to go after a FISA warrant. Anyway, he lied in order to uh, spy, have the administration spy on Donald Trump. And uh, and he lied on an email for that. And now Peter Strzok is, is speaking out about it because Peter probably knows that he's next. Mm, They're coming for you, yeah. big boy. Coming for oh, you. They are. And your they girlfriend. Are. And what a smarmy jerk. Remember what a smarmy jerk he was uh, mm-hmm. back in the uh, original investigations and the original hearings? He's not so smarmy anymore with Bill Barr on the case. Uh, I think the only unfortunate thing is that this is all happening right now, and I don't know to what extent people are paying attention to it. But a lot of chickens are coming home to roost with this Russian thing and and the way, the the extent to which the former administration and the FBI and all these folks worked in concert to take down, uh, to to pull off a coup, absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. And you bet. it goes all the way to the top to Obama, and you know it. Everybody, of course, knows it does. It. Sure. But you know, I wonder to what extent people are actually paying attention to it with pandemic and masks, and you know the 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 thugs and the morons in the streets. Because Bill Barr is really going for it. I mean, he's he's, mm-hmm. he's going for it, and I'm glad. I'm glad he's doing it. Well. One of the reasons that uh, they want to win so badly is so they can make all this go away. If they oh, win, yeah. then they get rid of Bill Barr, they get rid of John Durham, they get rid of the investigation, and they save their own hides instead of having their people go to jail for once because Bill Barr's not going to let up. No. And four more years of Bill Barr, there's going to be a bunch more going to end up in jail. In Tennessee, Rutherford County schools are telling parents not to monitor their child's online classroom. <laughs> they have sent home a piece of paper, Sean, that parents had to sign saying, I will not watch when my child is online doing his or her school. The school says they're doing this to protect students' privacy even from their parents. Nope. That they don't want their parents watching what they're being taught online. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't have any privacy when you're a kid. This is about the teachers wanting the ability to say whatever they want to say without uh, anybody knowing about it or the teacher or the or the parents be, you know being aware of it this is about the adults in the room this has nothing to do with the kids the kids have no no right to privacy when they're in a classroom of public education especially school, from their parents from their parents if if i am legally responsible for you which you are as a parent you are legally responsible for the well-being of this person Okay, nobody can argue they have a right to privacy in a classroom from you. Uh-uh. Yeah, these are public education classrooms. It's supposed to be an open book. And, uh, it, you know, I, I, I am a little concerned because this isn't the first we're hearing. There's a story about a week ago 
or a, a couple of weeks ago, of a teacher member uh, who was concerned about parents watching in on the uh, on the video classrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing, except now it's gone corporate. Why are you guys so afraid to have parents? What what could you possibly be doing in the classroom, or saying in the classroom that mom and dad can't hear? What is it? What are you so afraid of? <laughs> why? Well, what are they, why do they want pri- that privacy so much? What, it, it, that's what's the, you know, disturbing to me. This is uh, something that's been going on for a long time where schools have had the attitude that parents, the, the, the kids are ours, not, not the parents, is the school's no. attitude. You don't have control of your kids. We do. We decide what's best for your child. You don't. And if you're close to the school system now, like I am, then you're, you, you meet that. You, you see that. You, you feel that because that's exactly the attitude that schools have about your children now. Just try during the school year to take your kid out of school and take them on a vacation during the school year. Just try it oh, really? and see is what it, the attitude is. Yeah, oh, oh you, you can't do that. You, oh, you can't take them. Oh, no, it's it's hell to take your kid out of school, take them on, wow. a, on, a, on a trip in the winter. You want to go up and you want to see the snow up in the Rocky Mountains, you know, take them during the winter. You try taking them out during the winter, except for times when they tell you you can take them out, like around Thanksgiving and Christmas. And you know, right. Other than that, if you want to take your kid out, forget about it. No way. Uh-uh. You ain't t- that's not your kid. It's our kid. Oh, you, you, you want to have some input into what they're learning? Absolutely not. You don't get that. No. Uh-uh. We, we decide. And that's what they're afraid of, is that parents are going to hear the Marxist crap that they're stuffing into kids' heads and the lies about history that they're stuffing into kids' heads. They don't want parents hearing that stuff. They just don't. They don't, because I, I suspect they're teaching a lot of stuff as a foregone conclusion, like, well, this is the way it is. And they don't want any counter voices to that. And they certainly don't want mom and dad getting involved in that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I've mentioned before, I've seen that with my own kids, just in certain things, like climate change. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're taught in public education right now that climate change and it being the the fault of humanity is taught as a foregone conclusion in the public schools these days so if your kid is of a certain age has gone through public education they have it in their head it's very hard to just to talk to them about anything other than that standard opinion that we cause climate change because it is taught so uh, profound, or you know, as a, as a matter of course. So, what else is being taught to the students as a matter of course? Uh, you said uh, uh, false history. I'm sure you're hearing a lot of false history because I, I know that when you talk to kids who are recent graduates, they don't have a, a a decent grasp of American or world history. They simply do not. So, <laughs> what what are they teaching them? What 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 more don't they want mom and dad to hear? as far as what's going on in the classrooms. That's what's disturbing. Well, if anything good is coming out of the pandemic, it's that more and more parents have brought their kids home to homeschool them, and yeah. we'll do more and more of that. That'll be a true blessing in those kids' lives. All right, quick break. More Warren Rima on the other side. Well, learn about Microsoft 365 Business today. Go to bridgeheadit.com, bridgeheadit.com. They're doing a webinar today at 1130. You can still sign up and be a part of that and learn about how your employees can be in contact with your clients all the time, no matter where they are, no matter what time of the day or night. 
right? It is. Your employees are in touch through their own cell phone. You remember those clunky old handsets that used to sit in the cubicle, right? And how much junk they are now just basically end up in a warehouse thrown away because they're just no good to anybody anymore. Well, look, your employees aren't in the cubicle anymore, and they're not coming back to the cubicle, right? They're out, and they're about, and they're conducting business at all hours of the day and night, and they're connected to their cell phone. Now, with Bridgehead IT and Microsoft 365 Business Voice, your employees are always in touch with the most important people in your business, your clients. They can answer your client's phone call, one call, one ring, and they can get on the case for your client right away. Bridgehead IT does so much more. They are your IT department, and no long-term contracts at all. In fact, there's no contracts. They they have to earn your business with every job, every IT job they do for your company. BridgeheadIT.com, BridgeheadIT.com, or call 210-477-7999. AccuWeather feels really good today. Try to enjoy it this morning because it's going to heat up to 101 today. Tomorrow and Saturday is going to be 98, and the humidity comes back roaring. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA, and FM 1071. There may be dirty tricks from this president. We're already seeing it right now, again, with the post office. But uh, I, I learned from my uh, parents and grandparents uh, that obstacles will always be put up. But, but our determination to, to surmount them is what's important. Oh. Corey. Corey tonight, baby. No. Yeah. I can't stand uh-huh. him. All right, uh, 822, oh. Warren Rima, Trey Ware, Sean Rima, KTSA. <laughs> So this happened to me yesterday. So I'm going through the news, looking for bits and pieces, and I come across a new show being done called Growing Belushi. Have you seen anything about this? No. Growing Belushi. Okay. It is uh, Jim Belushi, and he's got a pot farm up in uh, Oregon (laughs) where he's growing pot. Of course. Uh, And they're they're doing a, uh, a reality show of his pot farm. Mm-hmm. And he says he learned all this stuff about it. Well, he said had his brother had uh, medical marijuana that he'd still be alive today <laughs> because he suffered, he believes, that John Belushi suffered from CTE because of all the tackles that he made in high school, that he was the state champion and the state uh, all-American and everything, oh, really? linebacker for their school. Yes, the John oh, Belushi. And he made all these tackles, and he had all this concussion business, and that he had this CTE stuff, Jim Belushi feels like, and had his brother smoked more weed. He smoked a lot of weed, but had he smoked more weed, he wouldn't have had to self-medicate with the other stuff. So I was watching, reading all this and, and watching all Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> yeah? I, I, no, I don't know. I mean, everything I know about John Belushi is he just had enormous appetites. And, for the extreme, uh, for the extreme, it just could not stop. Yeah. So I, I right, it, 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 it's his brother, you know, uh, uh, probably wants to put a uh, spin on it, know, a different spin on that. But everything I've ever seen or heard, of, and I know people who knew John Belushi. I mean, I, they just no, he was just a maniac. <laughs> yeah. If it was there, he everything could do to it. the extreme. Yeah, yeah I, know, I, I know. Kind of like Chris Farley uh, kind of followed that same uh, journey. Sure, you know? and uh, I, I don't know that anybody could have done anything to stop a guy like John Belushi from doing what he did. Well, so I started looking at some of the old clips of him, and it led me to the oh, Blues yeah. Brothers. Chris Glasgow has been in radio for 15 years as of now, and he he is Dan Aykroyd Blues Brother. You know, when when, when Dan Aykroyd <laughs> is doing that. When Dan Eckert is doing that dance, <laughs> that's, that's Chris Glasgow. It's you, Chris. It's you, man. <laughs> it is him. It really is. So, <laughs> yeah. So here's a little 
little side thing, and this means nothing in the world of news today, but this is just a little side segment. You and I were talking about uh, how Gordon Lightfoot is 81. Gordon Lightfoot, 81. And wow. we were talking off the air about his music, right? Some of the songs like yeah. Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and those. Did you know that Sundown was written about Kathy Smith, who did time for injecting John Belushi? See how it all ties no. together? Did you didn't know, know that. that. No. Yes. Yes. She and and Gordon Lightfoot were living together in the 70s. She was going out on a date with somebody else and told him, I'm going out on a date with somebody else while they're living together. And they're supposedly right. boyfriend right. and girlfriend. So he right. takes his guitar and goes and sits out in the front yard. And while the sun's going down, he's thinking about what she's doing with uh, the other guy being out on a date with him. And he writes the song, Sundown. There you go. And she was out with Belushi? Well, not with Belushi, but she out with another guy. But she ended up, she was the one who ended up injecting Belushi. She went to to a prison for 15 months on it. Remember that? That's right. She spent 15 months in jail. Mm. Uh, Just, you know, you look back on the 60s and the 70s, and, you know, I, I grew up in an era where there was a lot of. Mythology about the '60s, you know, and that oh, we missed the '60s. Oh, and that must have been fun. <laughs> I'm really glad I missed the '60s and '70s. I, I, I would, I would not have survived the '60s and '70s. <laughs> I would not have survived it. I just wouldn't have, you know, because the people were just a mess back then as far as how they lived and what they did. You know, I'm not saying things aren't a mess now, but. <laughs> They were maniacs, man. They were maniacs. Y'all were well, maniacs. I don't Not remember you, the 60s. But I mean, you know. Yeah. No, I don't remember the 60s. I remember the 70s, and I remember the right. 80s, and that was kind of fun. We, we, there, was, cool. there was some fun times. I like the 80s. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, just tying everything together, there's a little blue she growing some dope, and uh, the woman that ended up injecting John Belushi is the same woman who was the inspiration for Sundown. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting stuff, man. And it's not Sweet Sweet Connie. And I'm looking right now at Captain Morgan. He got the reference. All right, so on the other side of the news, more Wear and Rhyme continues. Racism, a big problem in San Antonio, and a new Netflix series that you're just going to love, and that's sarcasm. Coming right back. Tony, about uh, Shirt's Funeral Home. Um, Obviously, a part of life is death, and all of us will at some point have to deal with it. And all of us at some point will probably have to work on a funeral, designing a funeral for a loved one. And that's when I hope you remember the name, Church Funeral Home. They will be there when you need them for whatever. Uh, and they're there, by the way, 24 hours a day. Church Funeral Home is always there. 210-658-9224, because sometimes you have to call them at 3 o'clock in the morning. I've been there. And they'll get right away, get busy. And they are truly, truly a very compassionate family. They've had this uh, church funeral home since the early 1990s, and I've been a spokesperson all of that time, and I really believe in who they are and what they do every single day. So when you need excellent funeral planning with care and compassion, you want church funeral home to be that place. 210-658.com. News is happening fast. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, we found our reason for Donald Trump's ignorance and incompetence have always been a danger to our country. COVID-19 was Trump's biggest test. He failed miserably. 
From the woman who likes to dress up in moccasins with a feather in the back of her head and dance around a fire on the weekends. There I don't want to hear nothing from you, you fake Indian. Yeah. I don't want to hear nothing from you. Total fake. City hey, listen. Bull. At 9 o'clock bull crap, at uh, 9 o'clock this morning, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to have a vote downtown. Uh, I know you want to carry it on your show. Yep. This is going to be about racism in San Antonio because, you know, San Antonio is just the most racist city on the planet. That's why it's a public it's, health crisis here, Sean. It's a public, public health, health crisis. People are yeah. just falling over from racism every day in the streets of San Antonio. And you know what? You know what? You know how this is going to go, right? They're going to vote for it because there's only one down there that would vote against it. I don't know that he will. I hope he does. But the rest of them, man, they believe that this is the worst racist city on the planet, dude. This you is know, it. And I resent that. As a, as a citizen of this town, I resent that because you know what? I've never, I, th- this is not a racist town. This is not a racist town. I've lived in racist towns. I've lived in racist cities. This is not a racist city. Do we have a crime problem? Yes. But it ain't race crime. <laughs> but see, here's the deal. Deal if you're with funnel- bad crime or you're messing around with my woman crime, but that's it. We don't have race crime. Well, here's the deal. If you're gonna if you're gonna funnel money to the extremists, then you have to do this is a step that you have to take. This is a check off right. of the box. Right. Then you can then you can say, ah, okay, now I'm gonna funnel money to the extremists because we all know, I mean we all agree, we we voted on it. We had a vote that San Antonio's racist. Systemic racism it's is here, racist, man. It's everywhere. And we need to start looking through the lens of equity as far as uh-huh. where money goes right. and where it should go. Right. And I resent it because again, it presents this city as something it's not to the outside world. You know what I mean? It, 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 that's what I can't stand about. But there's nobody to stand up against this, man. And, and here's the thing. Um, you know, the, the people who would stand up against this, they've all left town a long time ago. And, and, and I just think San Antonio, I started years ago calling it San Frantonio. And uh, I, I, I think, you know, at his heart, Ron Nuremberg's a nice guy. Uh, he can be a sweetheart, you know, carry on a great conversation with you and all that kind of stuff. His politics are just totally screwed up now because he has decided that he wants to go far in politics, and he's going to use Marxism and these guys that are doing this, the, the the rising tide of the progressives. I call them Marxists. I don't call them progressives in the country, and he's going to ride them to, you know, his prominence in, in politics. And it's a shame because, you know, he's a pretty decent guy, I think. But this is what's going on. This is what we're dealing with, and there's nobody standing up against it. There's nobody. In San Antonio, right. that's going to tell these people to jump off. And, and, and it's a shame because he doesn't care about San Antonio. San Antonio is a stepping stone. It, it's it's a resume piece. That's all it is. That's why it doesn't. It, it doesn't. He doesn't have any skin in the game as far as you know characterizing San Antonio as just this horrible racist city when it's not. It's quite the opposite. Uh, but then down the road, you're right. He can say, well, you know, I'm the one who uh, pushed for uh, racism to be designated a public health crisis. I busted people not wearing their masks. I ran Chick-fil-A out of the airport. You know, I mean, that's 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 what San Antonio is for him. And that's what I, it's that's a what I hate about a lot of these things. It, 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 it makes San Antonio look bad. And well, it's our own city council and our own mayor doing it. These things have consequences. And uh, what's happening right now to red states and red cities is they're becoming California. Californians left California because California sucks, costs too much money, <laughs> and it's socialist, the, you know, socialist nation of California. and all, But all these people are going to Arizona. Arizona was the reddest state of reddest states, and now it's going to go blue this, this year. 
uh, and Texas as well on its way. It, it makes absolutely no sense to me, none whatsoever. You leave a state or a city because it's been turned over to socialism and crime is high in socialism and taxes are high in socialism and all these things, you can't find a job, all those things, you know, homelessness is high in socialism. And yet you leave and you go somewhere else to another state or city and you vote for the very same policies (laughs) that turned the place you're leaving into mess, right? right? It doesn't make any sense. None. And it happens. It's happening every day. I I told you a thousand times. I watched this happen to Colorado. I watched this happen to Colorado in about nine years. A state that was firmly, that was very solidly libertarian, independent, small government, conservative. Yeah. And within nine years of people flowing in from California and from the East Coast, because you're right, <laughs> they can't afford to live in those towns anymore. Nah. They started building up the suburbs around Denver, and now you got Jared Polis as the governor of the state of Colorado. It's it's it can happen, and right. it can happen a lot quicker than you realize. And well, it's it can happening happen here. here. It is. It's, it is happening. Absolutely, here. it is. It is happening here, and we're living through it. Okay, Elaine just sent me a note. Steve Bannon, uh, Fox Fox has some breaking news. Steve Bannon has been arrested in connection with online fundraising, online fun, some sort of scheme. I don't know any other details other than that. Right. I'm searching. I'm looking now. We'll see what we can find, and so we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, on the other side of the break, we'll also mention the show called Cuties. We want to uh, get on that a little bit, too. Cuties. Coming right back, more wearing rhyme. Zero two. Vote for justice for George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery, because black lives matter. Whew. we got to meet those people so we don't have to listen to her ever uh, again. I know. Ever yes, again. Oh, husband, uh, can I just have a little stroke right back here on the back of my neck? That's good right there. Yeah, uh, yeah that feels good, buddy. Yeah, you're, you're, you're at the good spot there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so the Steve Bannon thing, more details. We built yeah. the wall was the name of it. They were raising $25 million for building the Southern Wall and the Southern District of New York. That would be Mr. Vance, who's also going after Trump. I told you, they're not done. Chiggity, chiggity, chiggity. I I said that I think they're going to try to indict the president and his boys in October. I think that's the October surprise. We'll see. Maybe not. Maybe not. But if he can, he's going to try. Now he gets Bannon, saying that Bannon and a couple of others use hundreds of thousands of dollars to uh, take care of their lavish lifestyle, their lavish through lifestyle. this fund the wall thing or build the wall right. uh, mm-hmm. fund. Right. I don't know. You know, we'll see. I, I think they obviously yeah want to start busting Trump guys the closer we get to the election because then they can say, Ooh, see, he's corrupt. It's like these people around him, you know. Uh, but you know, I don't think it's going to work for him. Uh, I think they're also worried about Bill Barr, and they want to start busting Trump guys to take the uh, focus off of whatever Bill Barr is coming up with. So, you know, <laughs> I don't well, know how surprising this is, but, you know. The main reason they want to bust. The main reason they want to bust Trump guys is the same reason they went after Michael Flynn and these other guys. Right. So they're trying to get to Trump. They're, they're hoping and praying like a Paul Manafort, you know. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get those guys to sing about Donald Trump. They they don't care about these locking these guys up. These are this no. is small potatoes. Man, this is this is like the cops who who bust the you know, the mafia guys, right? And so right. they 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 bust the mafia guys, but they they really want the big kahuna. They, they want, want the, the big, big man. Right. The big right. guy. That's what they want. 
Well, so <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's that, what they're working know. toward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Netflix is going to air a, a movie called Cuties, and the movie is about eleven-year-olds twerking their way to stardom through sensual dancing. What? This is coming up on uh huh yeah on on September 9th, Netflix is going to debut a film on its platform called Cuties. It's uh, by a French writer, and it follows the exploits of an 11-year-old girl by the name of Amy. 11-year-old girl. Did I happen to say 11 years old? And uh, little Amy, at 11 years old, wants to break free from her conservative upbringing (laughs) by joining a twerking dance troupe. She's 11. The synopsis says that Amy, through her sensual dancing, their word, will ignite awareness of her burgeoning femininity. But will the girls successfully twerk their way to stardom? Well, you have to watch to find out. If you're on a registry somewhere and interested in the kind of content that they're offering, the, the film... Uh, Cuties, which features 11-year-old girls twerking, currently has a 82% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which means 82% of the people that have seen it have rated it killer. This kicks but Love it. You know what it is? A child porn is what that is. That's child 11-year-olds porn. 11-year-olds twerking. Uh, That's child porn, man. Well, yeah, that would be. You know, what is wrong with us? Didn't I see a story also where there's, like, you know, elementary school kids who, you know, they have strippers come out and demonstrate uh, pole dancing for them? I mean, it, it, it's, it's getting weird. Who the sick does it want to see that? Who, it's weird. How sick do you have to be to want to see that? I have two teenage daughters, and you right. ever approach them with something like that, you, you better get ready to pick yourself up off the floor. You okay? Because that's right. exactly where I'm going to put you. I'm going to put you on the floor. The, uh, it's the, just sick. The left have an obsession with sexualizing young people as early on as possible, and a lot of it has to do with normalizing things like transgenderism and stuff like that, which most most child psychologists can still consider a mental disorder. Uh, it, you know, I, 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 it's it's disturbing, but you know that's what it, at the heart of it. That's what it's about. It's about normalizing certain stuff. And you got to get them young. You got to get them young, and that's exactly what this is a part of. And it's sick. Um, there once was an actor uh, who had a couple of roles. He's now out of the limelight, and he's irrelevant as all get out. But he wants to be relevant again. His name is Michael Keaton. Uh, I don't know if you remember that name at all. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. I know you do, but <laughs> he's a very forgettable actor. Uh, he was saying yesterday to Donald Trump. Resign, no harm, no foul, just walk away. He says, it would be very patriotic, and I would personally write a note thanking him. I swear I'm not being condescending. It's just the truth. Your presidency is a fluke, and your presidency is a terrible mistake. So resign, no harm, no foul, just walk away. I want to remind people through this piece of sound, Sean, what Michael Keaton is known for. Chris, go ahead. Well, he's, you know, he's Michael Keaton. What was that from? What was that? Do it again, Chris. Just see if we can do it. That That was Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. That was Beetlejuice spitting into his jacket, yes. Oh, right, right. You know, Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Michael Keaton is not. He's actually a really good actor. I mean, I, I've, he's been in some flicks that I really that I really enjoyed, uh, even somewhat recently. But he's like any number of Hollywood idiots in that they 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 live in a bubble. They live in a in a closed community of only people like themselves. You know, and, and so they they see themselves as being much more representative of the general public than they actually are. Yeah. You know, in other words, I don't give a crap what Michael Keaton thinks about Donald Trump. I don't it's just I don't give a crap what Cher thinks about Donald Trump. It, it's that level of self-importance that when you're really really famous, I guess you start to We were talking off the air about how you should never believe your own uh, BS, never mm-hmm. believe your own press kit. Once you get to that well, point, you're kind of He really in my shouldn't. opinion you're done. Yeah. A lot of Hollywood idiots, have they're really buying into their own press kit, and they really believe they're just as important as they think they are. And he's another example. It's like, who cares what Michael Keaton thinks about Trump? Yeah, Trump's going to hear that and say, oh, you know what? The, the guy from Batman, uh, Bat, the, you know, the Batman from the 80s just told me to resign. I guess I better. No, that's the point. <laughs> that is the point. Ooh, he's I the better Batman get out there and the resign, 80s. you know, because uh, uh, Michael and, Keaton. And I, I enjoyed Beetlejuice, but then I grew up. I thought Beetlejuice was a great movie, but then I grew up, and I've seen it since I grow since I grew up, right. and it's just not funny. It's stupid. Right. It's a stupid movie, and uh, and he and, and he took up with a porn star for years, and uh, was, who, who, was Michael with, Keaton. Yeah. Oh yeah. The porn yeah, star. He, I didn't know. That. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So right. you know, you're right. I mean, anything that he has to say, I'm not interested in. He's not one of the great intellectuals of our time. He's. You know what he is to me? He's Billie Eilish. So. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to her. Tell me talented than Billy. Billy Eilish well, is just. I'm talking about politically. I'm politically, talking about politically, they're both idiots. I mean, again, that's what I mean. You, yeah, I'm not going to listen to an 18 year old with green hair tell me who to vote for. <laughs> Got t-shirts older than you, Billy. <laughs> they're prettier than you too. <laughs> God, that chick's morose. It's like <laughs> crack a smile every now and again for crying out loud. Is she that but, bad? You know, that again, bad? celebrities. It's 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 like Alyssa Milano, you know. I mean, the only thing she's known for now is her bizarre political rants, which half the time don't even make any sense and make her look like a dumbass. Mm-hmm. You know, I again, it, it, it's 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 uh, 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 oh, uh, uh, Tom Hanks is another one who who thinks his political voice is is influential and important, and they're just they're just movie actors, man. You just. <laughs> You can well, be an idiot and play somebody intelligent in a movie if you got a good script and you're a decent enough actor. That doesn't sure. mean you're all that bright. <laughs> and they're entitled to their opinion. Sure. But I'm also entitled to not listen to it. So, you know. Right. I just thought it was interesting and it gave us a chance to play the Beetlejuice soundbite. <laughs> Where he's going to save it for later anyway. They're doing a new one, right? They're doing a new one. They're doing a sequel with Michael Save Keaton. Save us from that. And Winona Ryder, who's, you want to talk about somebody who's cray-cray. Whoo. Yeah. She gone around the bend a few years ago. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that next week, you know, that the Republicans, because this has just been terrible to have to go through this this week with the with the Democrats. I'm glad they did it because it really exposed them for who they are. Do this every four years, guys. Oh, yeah. You're, y'all are doing a great show. It's a great show. Um, but uh, next week, I hope the Republicans will roll out like Hank Jr. and people like that. That's who you want to hear well, from. Well, just yeah, don't be <laughs> just don't be boring. You know, like do it. Do it. Hour, do it. A, do a half hour every night, and just not be boring. You know, if don't if yeah. don't stretch it out to two.